The following is a conversation with Brian Spahn, a musician, the head drum tech for many famous touring musical acts, and the owner of the Spahn Drum Company. Eber is the main host for this segment, and him and Brian talk about drums and the effects of the pandemic on the music industry. Afterwards, we'll have an after show where Eber and I usually chat about the recent episode or mention any insights that might pertain to the topics that our recent guests have discussed. For those just tuning in to Pepe and Ibra for the first time, I'm Pepe, aka Joanna Glass, and Ibra, aka A Perez, is my bandmate. And we are professional musicians who play in a two-piece rock band called Glass Spirits. This podcast will have guests who are musicians or professionals in the music industry and entertainment business. They'll have music tips, discuss issues in the industry, what inspires them, and their creative process. Our current schedule will be to publish each episode once a week. We have all the guests filmed, so everything's in the can. So you'll definitely get 12 episodes once a week coming to you. Um, If we get a positive response, we'll have a second season. So make sure you like, comment, rate, and review this podcast. The theme of this season is Voyager. Many of our guests have come from all over the world or they're transplants from across the country. And the voyage doesn't have to be physical. Many of them have had emotional and spiritual voyages as well. We actually tried to start this podcast a year ago, but when the pandemic happened, we socially distanced and shelved the project. So you might notice that the audio and overall production gets better as we go along too. Or at least we hope it seems that way. Um, As the guests come in, we were always improving the studio space and lighting. Sometimes opportunities arose where I had to jump in and I was not prepared to talk and I wasn't dressed nice or wearing makeup. So um, you know what? We're just going to leave those moments in there because we want to be honest and not cut things out because they're not aesthetically the best. So uh, we are typically perfectionists, but in this case, we just wanted to get started and not have any barriers to stop us. We hope you can bear with our rough start and join us for our ride uh, in our own podcasting voyage. One thing we also want to mention is that Abe's wife of 37 years, Suzanne, passed away a couple of weeks before we started the podcast again. At the time of Suzanne's passing, Abe found himself to be, of course, very lonely and sad at night. So playing the drums would have normally kept him busy and given him some happiness. But it's a pandemic and a lot of venues are still closed. And as a rock band, uh, we need venues to be open to play gigs. So we started this podcast back up to help us change gears and socialize in this very desperate time. Sometimes he was upset and um, sometimes he was upbeat and and happy to host. And for the other days, he would just prefer to just only do after shows, which is why you'll see him co-hosting less and less. Um, His mental health is very important and we just only want him to do as much as he wants. Um, This podcast really started as a way to help him stay busy as he grieves. But along the way, we hope that it also informs, helps and entertains people. In our after show, we ended up talking about Suzanne's passing. Um, It wasn't uh, planned, but we just left it in there anyway. 
Um, so yeah, this segment might be emotionally triggering for anyone who's grieving. So we'll put timestamps in the description and add show notes. If you enjoy this podcast, subscribe on YouTube, give it five stars and a good review on Apple podcast, support us on Patreon and connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or our website, pepeandibra.com. Now, without further ado, here's our conversation with Brian Spahn. Welcome, everyone, to the Pepe and Ibra podcast. Uh, this is Joanna Jose Glass, um, a.k.a. Um, Pepe fr- from Glass Spirits. And um, I have with me my bandmate, Ibra, a.k.a. Abe Perez, our drummer and percussionist of our band, Glass Spirits. So um, we have a very special guest who Abe knows. He's going to kind of take the reins here. And Abe, could you please uh, introduce our guest for today? Our guest is Mr. Brian Spahn from Spahn Drums and Simtech Symbols, which I endorse both of them. Hi, Brian. Hi, Brian. Thank you for taking time. I know you're very busy to... I do chat with us. Yeah. So I guess maybe, Brian, we could kind of start off with the fact that I've been um, an artist with your company and Simtech Symbol. I don't know if you know the uh, the time, but it's been quite a while. I've been playing Spawn Drums. Oh, um, yeah. Many years. I don't. I, lost I'm, track. I'm old and I don't remember very <laughs> Yeah, man, we're like we're like family now, man. Um, well, I I'd like to start off by saying that I've had an incredible collection of drums made for me buying Spawn Drums, Brian and Spawn Drums. Um, a lot of them I designed, and he made them happen. From what Brian from the Aztec thing that we got from an Aztec book that I'll never forget. You once told me. At the time, you said this is the hardest set I ever had to make. <laughs> that one was tough because we had to, you had those tribal graphics that were, I don't know, about the size of the palm of your hand. And we had to extrapolate them to be able to go around the entire perimeter of the drum and stuff like that. So remember going through different drawings and you drew some yourself you had a friend draw some and then we went through a lot of different uh processes to to get it to the point of actually where we could utilize it for doing that cool paint job on your drum kit yeah it's a very unique set from the graphics that were from a real ancient aztec book to which they mean something, which I don't know, but uh, was something they wrote on the walls back then. And uh, the hardware was even that gold vein that was combination of gold and black, right? You know, like that little. Yeah, yeah, that was very cool. The gold vein hardware that's both black and gold com- combined. So that had a really awesome. It gives it its own vibe, you know, something that you'll never see with normal normal. Uh, powder coating and uh then the hoops were even trippy those designs that 
Yeah, Brian, those designs that we put on the hoops were actually a design also I found in that book. The um, whatever you want to call it, the zigzags up and down, you know. We went everywhere from that to uh, mimicking my tattoos on my body. It's, um, let me see, the yin and yang. I don't know if you could see it. But anyway, I've got a yin and yang. I've got a peace sign. We put that on the one set that I call my hippie set. And um, that one's got um, purple, um, which is really different, candy purple hardware with uh, gold. And um, anywhere from that to the um, Olive Ash Pearl with the cross, that's another tattoo that I have. And then um, that one had red and gold hardware to the psychedelic. That was real unique set that you um, you put... Um, a special kind of paint and it's uh glows in the dark and it has very many different colors yellow pink uh blue red um and it just glows with the black light uh what the 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 green um what was that brian that acrylic set uh there's a name for it that has ap yeah actually yeah I have a set just like that with my initials. Yeah. Yeah, with my initials AP sandblasted on it. And then when you put the black lights on that, that really blings, man, really glows. Uh, we used that on one of our videos, uh, Charlize. Yeah, Charlize. So, yeah, I mean, there's been many, many, many sets I've had Brian make for me. I uh, I don't know if you had a favorite, but... I know there's been a lot of stuff, great, amazing stuff, Brian. Remember the the hybrid that was clear? Yes. Gold, white, pearl, and black sparkle stripes all through it, too? Yes. That, yes. Was, that was a really, really cool one. Yeah, I have to admit, some of the things we've made have been um, one of a kind, one of a kind, um, unique. And that's the one thing about Spawn Drums that other companies like Ludwig and DW uh, will not do unless you're a very big artist, you know, Ringo or whoever, uh, Joey Kramer from Aerosmith. You got to be somebody super big for them to really go out and do a custom work on something where that's what you do. That's what you specialize on. And it doesn't really matter what it is. You, you know, you make every set uh, custom for each customer, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, I don't do any real production drums, so to speak. You know, it's pretty much whatever the customer is interested in having me make, that's, that's what I make. I don't make one, a hundred five-piece black kits like right. Earl and Yamaha and those guys. I mean, there's no point. They already do that. Why would I do that? So I specialize in just doing exactly what a customer would want to create, you know, and right. usually we have a conversation and sometimes they need help or have questions about what direction to go. Sometimes they know exactly what they want, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, that's what drew me. Uh, basically for me, it all started way back when, when I was going to West LA music and, um, 
I ordered a set, uh, what is it, a GMS set from New York. And when it came to me, it was all broke. <laughs> and I got pissed off because I waited six months. And it wasn't GMS's fault, but I didn't want to wait anymore. And then I saw this spawn set over there, and I asked, um, what was his name that worked there, uh, Nick? Um, and would have been uh, would have been Glenn Noy. Glenn Noyes, him. And um, he said, "Hey man, let me let me show you this one set here. That's an awesome set. A lot of people don't know about it." And I looked at it, I played it, and I was like, "Wow!" And then he he you know he told me, uh, "Don't make anything you want." And um, that first set you made for me was amazing. Remember the bro lash with the flames. Uh, yellow to red, and then the the fade. Oh my God, that was something else, man. I'm actually working on a a snare drum that's not gonna have the flame, but it is a the olive ash show. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. This type of wood. This is just the bare wood. Obviously, we did that really cool uh, flame paint job on it. But right. Yeah. That that job that you did was. Oh my God. Anywhere I went, people were just like their jaws would drop. You know. Um, I remember taking from a lot of my sets one Tom and taking it into Sam Ash and Guitar Center. And even the workers there were blown away. I remember when I was a judge for the drum offs, I would sneak about, I don't know, eight, ten Toms and stack them up. And they would let me. I always knew the managers there. And um, they had no idea that you make the stuff that you make because no one had ever seen quite the custom stuff that I have and even the workers there were like wow you know they just were like in awe you know so yeah for anyone that wants something their own way and at a very affordable price and made right you don't cut any corners everything you do is you take your time it's high end it's not like an assembly line with a bunch of people working on it that don't know what they're doing and um the sound more than anything the sound is the best sounding drums i've ever ever played number one they have a low end which i love i like the low end i don't like drums that i hit and ring you know and then the so the fact that you use solid lugs they're all solid gold lugs right solid brass Solid brass, yeah. Solid brass. Yeah. I don't know how much, Brian. You're the you're the technical guy, but I think that makes a difference because even DW, who which is a good drum set, but they don't do that. Their stuff is all empty inside. Yeah. Their um, lugs. Pretty much the standard is just a, a cheap die cast lug with right. different different shapes, different design. It's like the very cheapest way that you can make a drum lug and you know it gets the job done it sits on the shell and holds receives the tension rod that tightens the head down you know but it doesn't really add anything in fact if it's real big it can subtract by by um you know reducing the vibrations and sustain of the drum so you know, my lug is designed to be small. It's made out of solid brass, no hollow cavities. So it becomes a part of the drum and resonates with the shell and becomes part of the sound, part of the great spawn sound. Solid brass is super expensive, you know? So 
for every one spawn lug, you could get 10 or 15 of a competitor's, you know, cheap die cast lug. Right. So, you know, there's, there's uh, a lot of expense there. And most companies don't, they don't do it because it's expensive, you know? Right. And I was like, I do it because it's better, you right. know? Right. Sounds better. It makes a better drum. And, you know, that's the reason that I do it in the first place. Yeah. No, I, I've played every drum set that that's been out, whether I've played it at a store where I've owned them because I've owned so many drums and spawn drums by far, not even close, have been the best sounding drums I have ever heard and played. And there's, I've always gotten maple wood. Now you're coming up with different types of wood. Number one and number two, I've always had, and I still have a good amount of acrylic drums because those bring, and your acrylic drums sound better than other acrylic drums I've played. I don't know exactly why, if it's the lugs, but it has more of a deep end again with that attack. Whereas other acrylic drums have been super high end uh, in the sound, in the pitch. And they seem to still have that low end tone that I like. I don't like a drum again to be just bing. I like it to have a boom. And um, of course, I've got my wood hoop sets that first time I played a wood hoop set was a yacht. And I didn't think a, a, another company could ever make anything as good or better, but you do. And um, the wood hoop sets give you a whole different incredible sound too. So I've got, you know, everything. Now the last kit that I bought was a hybrid, which I remember you being the first one to come out with that, but I don't know, you know. Um, that's also going to have best of both worlds combined, right, Brian? Yeah, the idea behind that is, um, you know, you get you get some sonic characteristics of both acrylic and wood combined. So you're kind of bridging the gap. It's not exactly a, a wood set sound, not exactly an acrylic sound, but kind of balances somewhere in between the two and give you a little bit of a uh, little bit of each uh, sound properties. So mm -hmm. it makes a real nice combination. And then also, Brian, I remember you also being the first one to do certain things like putting vent holes in snares. Um, and now it seems like everybody's doing it. Um, and even doing the split snare where it has like an opening in the center. Can you kind of like, because I don't know technically why, but those also have a different sound. Yeah, and, yeah. The, the large vents, I mean... All, all drums have a traditional, you know, small size air vent somewhere to let the air escape so the drum can right, breathe right. and resonate. Well, the logo is, but you're yeah. talking about like the large two right. and a half or that's what I meant. That's what I the large vents and the snare drums and things like that. Yeah, that's that's has an, a whole different sound characteristic. Let's the air escape uh, very quickly from the drum. It gives you kind of a, a a little bit of an amplified snare side because that air is coming out so quickly. So you get more, um, you get some more volume, volume and brilliance from the snare side. It's much more snappy. You're hearing more of the snare side. 
coming through. So it's very articulate and uh, bright and snappy because of the, the larger air vents. Yeah. Kind of like maybe when uh, you put a little hole in the front of the bass drum to let the air out in a different way. It's a snare, but kind of like, is it kind of like that, Brian? Or no? I wouldn't really know how to compare it to a bass drum. There's, it's, it's. Uh... Well, because I don't like a bass drum for me that doesn't have a little hole in, in the front. It's too boomy for me. And when I make the hole in the front and put one of your pillows, then I get the sound that I like, you know, for my taste. Yeah, I mean, if you have a, a air trapped in the drum, secondly, I'm sure you heard it probably on bass drums without any hole, and you know, you can tend to get a bit of a basketball-y sort of sound yeah. to yeah. it, you know. Um, so yeah, you know, all drums need to have some air right. escaping to avoid that, you know. And the the larger air vents just take it to a more extreme. Right version of that yeah like it, the sound isn't just stuck in the snare it comes more of a quicker snap and pop um so brian kind of changing gears but wisp on drums i was curious i know that you first started this company when you were in um mit i believe it's called and what made you think of starting a drum company and doing this um so I was at school at PIT, Musicians Institute. It's the percussion version of the drummer section of Musicians Institute. And uh, uh, for a number of years before, I'd ar already been taking like old, maybe sort of junky, cheaper snare drums and kind of upgrading them or working on them and doing some repair work and things like that. So. It just segued into thinking that, well, maybe I can make my own drums and, uh, you know, just developed from there, really, just a little bit at a time. And when you first started doing this, did you right away think of making a high-end custom-made set for people? Or were you, like, not sure if you were going to do cheaper sets? Because your stuff is is good or better than anything, as good as it gets uh, out there. And uh, uh, no, I just, I only had the intention of making high-end pro drum sets, you know, was really okay. the only thing I had in my, in my mind, you know, at that time, I think I was about ready to buy another drum kit. And, you know, I already had, have had a number of drum kits and I was only looking at pro level stuff and I, and I just wasn't enthusiastic about anything. And somehow that turned into an idea of like, well, make your own drum set possibly, you know, yeah. and, you know, well, so it kind of turned into what it is today, many thousands of drums later, but still still doing it um you know um when i first started playing spawn i would realize when i would mention them amongst musicians at first this is a long time ago because i've been with you and playing your drums a very long time like i don't know how long but i want to say 
far as just playing years? How how long? You think it's been 15 years? Something like that. That's the, the number I was going to say. So at first, some people would go, hmm, Spawn Drum. Now I notice, especially amongst drummers and in music stores, they've heard of you, man. They've heard of the company. They've heard of the quality. They always, the first, oh, yeah, yeah, those are really good drums, man. You know? So, you know, like, it's paid off. Um, the name has gotten out there, and it's a good reputation, you know? So um, let me see. Um, and I know that a lot of um, artists that you have, have have been playing these and people in a lot of bands that we would have all heard of. Um, I don't know if you want to mention any of them or they can go to your website to see them, however, you know, um, as far as that goes. Yeah, you think, I mean, they can go to the website and see some of the artists. I've, okay. I've worked with, you know, tons of different artists over yeah. the years. Some have come and gone, and some are still here, and they're all, all various levels. I work with anybody that wants to work with me, you know? Right, right. I don't have, you know, I don't have any, uh, like, high standard, like, I'm not going to answer through the phone for the average person you know that's not that's not my way I'm not interested in that you, you don't have to be the most famous drummer in the world to get in touch with me just call me or send me an email I'm happy to talk to any drummer about drums and fitting fitting their needs and it's never been my intention to to go out and try to buy famous artists in order to coax young drummers into playing my product. That's not what I do. That's what the giant corporations do. That's not what I do. So. Right. No, yeah, you and I have talked about that, and I know where you're coming from, and I respect that. But you have had some big people, um, which we won't go into names, uh, play your you're set and endorse them. Uh, do you still have, I'm just curious, the drummer from Boy George playing them? Uh, from Culture Club, John Moss, the drummer right. of Culture Club. Yeah. He's... Well, that's, that's, that's just the name one. That's pretty big right there, you know. But he's a great drummer. And, you know, that band's, uh, well, you know, the legend. Boy George is a legend, you know. But, yeah, um, so what what can, you know, we say about Simtech Symbols? Um it's a symbol company you started, which I never heard of. And like I said, when you first hit me up, I was playing nothing but high-end pasty and high-end Zelgens, the K, the A, the pasty signature, pasty roods. And when I put those Simtech, they were every bit as good or better. And, you know, being endorsed with you, having an endorsement, you gave me my artist price. So I saw it as a no-brainer to go ahead and, and switch. I sold all my cymbals, or I use them for practice, however. And um, I've been using them and love them ever since. Yeah, well, um, Simtech is kind of a newer, great, high-end cymbal that would work well with my great high-end drums. So it took a couple of years of uh, doing different samples and and um, negotiating with different factories symbols coming out of 
Turkey are are um, very jazz oriented, and I wanted my cymbal line to be more modern, reflect more of today's drummer, which is much more rock and pop oriented. Um, so that took a while to develop, and uh, but you know I'm happy to say it's it's doing well and very similar to my drum line. There's a lot of word of mouth. Um, you know, slow growth a little bit every year and more and more drummers get to know the brand and appreciate the quality. And uh, yeah, it's been, it's been going, going good. All, all this, all my sim techs are all made from top quality B20 bronze, which would be, they're all hand hammered, they're all hand lathed. Um, so it would be equivalent to the top of the line, Zildjian, Sabians, Minels, anything in the hand hammered line and not made by machines. You know, as the symbol prices get cheaper, the big manufacturers are introducing um, automated machinery to make them. So that's how they can make them cheaper. They're made by machines. They don't have the guy banging away with it with the hammer tuning the symbol before they say okay this one's good to go well mine are all like this oh, with the yeah. hammer marks in there these symbols all come in different looks and they look really cool in a lot of different because i'm a person as you know and as my bandmate joanna glass knows i go for sound first but looks are very important like i don't want to a drum set or a cymbal that looks shitty. So some of the cymbals that I have are really unique looking. They're really out there from I, I, just the different designs and the different textures and and colors that you have on them. Um, I don't even know what they're called, but different ones that I have to the ones with the little holes, just everything. Um, lathing styles, yeah. some some with vents, some without. You know, there's there's a big variety there. That's uh, and they all have very musical voices. They're mm -hmm. all different voices, but they're all very musical in their own individual way. And uh, you know, actually, maybe I'll I'll just uh, I'll just try to walk you around. Yeah, yeah, I good got idea. A couple of things going and just show you what i'm working on right now uh, i'm doing a lot of acrylic drums you can you can see the you know the fluorescent green acrylic in the background and what i've been working on here as we're talking um you know you're similar to your kit and then let's see uh got some this is another acrylic kit that i've finished up recently i'm trying to determine if I can, if you can see what I'm seeing. <laughs> so I've got another acrylic kit. Uh, here's the rest of that kit there. Uh, got yeah. some acrylic yeah. snare drums. Got some acrylic snares. These are some more of my Coke bottle vented acrylic snares. And you can see uh, a few other snares in the background that are need to be worked on. A walnut snare. I've got a, um, a titanium snare drum there. The metal snare drum you see, and then the uh, olive ash burl. Let's go 
couple of couple of Thimtech orders that I've got pulled out here that I'm getting ready to pack up. You know, so that's a few things I got going right now. My little little uh well it's great. It's a it's a oh the I see that symbol there. I have one of those. What what do you call that that design right there? The the one yeah, this that is one. The, the vintage series. I'm I think you have a 19 inch. Yes. Wow, you have a good memory, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's funny. I made, you know, hundreds of I'm not even hundreds. I've made thousands of drums and I remember a, a lot of them. I don't know if I could say most of them. I think I could say most of them. You know, I was just talking to another artist um, that I worked with earlier today. Who's, you know, that I've worked with him for seven or eight years. Uh, Micah from a, a band. He used to be in a band called American Fangs. They, you know, they had, you know, relatively good success and stuff. Um, that he was talking about doing an, another kit, and I'm talked to him in a couple of years and you know he hasn't needed a kit because he hasn't been on tour um but yeah it's like uh yeah you're you're the white pearl kit right <laughs> i remembered his drum set even though wow. it was like five years ago four or five years ago that i made it so i know it's weird i got this weird memory for the, the drums well, you know, my house is like, if I took this camera and walked around my house, it's like I got more stuff than Guitar Center in my house, bro. <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding you. They only carry stuff from China. That's why. <laughs> I mean, my living room has got a bunch of sets stacked up. And this studio now that we call for Glass Spirits La Bridge, which is, uh, I live in La Puente, so... Um, Puente means Briggs, so we call it La Briggs Studios. And um, there's there's all kinds of stuff behind me. I got a stack of spawn snares. Um, I've had over 30 sets made from you, Brian, all together, like 35, 36, something in that number. Yeah, crazy. From everything you can imagine, you know? Yeah. I, I've got to be your number one... <laughs> um, customer ever you should have just opened a store instead of tell me about it man i'll go on i'll go into competition against you open a drum store yeah i'll, I'll open spawn spawn drums number two in la puente <laughs> for the hispanic people i'll talk to them in spanish cheaper rent right there you go there you go but uh is there any um Thing you'd like to mention for anything you got going now for any specials for either the Simtech or Simtech symbols or Spawn drums for people to know and be aware of of any type of deals you have going now in any way? Um, I mean the the number the number one thing is just you know go to SpawnDrums.com. My website for symbols is simtech which is s c y m t e k dot com it's a little harder to spell but uh i mean that's the plus best place to go to see what i've got going on and check out all the different cool 
drums and cymbals. I'll, I'll just say it again that I would encourage people to go to my website, spawndrums.com, for all the different cool drums and snares I made and, you know, am making. Um, I'm always putting up the, the new builds and stuff. It might take me a couple of weeks after I finish it before it gets on the site, but it'll eventually end up there. And then they can also check out Simtech Symbols at simtech.com. So maybe we can post that, you know, write okay. it out for people, put a link up or something. Okay. Um, Joanne wants me to ask you a question. Oh, I have a, well, I have a microphone a here. Hi, Brian. Um, hi, so, Hi. Um, so I don't play drums at all, but Abe's, you know, trying to teach me. Oh, she does and, all right, actually. <laughs> oh, no. Well, it's okay if my mom says that, but when it comes from you, that's <laughs> your uh, people are expecting things. Um, okay, so because I know that you've gone on many tours with big artists as um, what, what, what did you call yourself a head Drum tech or roadie, what position was that again? You're asking about my me working on the road with different artists, is that correct? Yes, and so I was just wondering, you must have seen, you know, maybe certain parts or things um, coming loose or, or breaking, not necessarily pertaining with the Spawn brand, but um, just for any drummer, if you can... Um, give beginner drummers like me any advice like what is one of the one or two ways to um, keep your drums maintained uh, whether it's a certain tool you need to have or a way to not play sloppy just just any any kind of advice for the best maintenance really um well probably number one buy quality equipment you don't have to worry about it breaking as much. Um, you know, if you're in performance situations, you need to be prepared for worst case scenarios, which would be your bass drum pedal breaking. Well, you know, yeah, nobody wants to have to buy two bass drum pedals when you only play one bass drum at a time. But if you're going to perform and you're going to be in even a semi-pro situation and the whole gig will melt down if your bass drum pedal breaks, you need to have a backup bass drum pedal. You need to have a backup snare drum. If your snare drum head breaks in the middle of the song, in the middle of a set, at a paying gig, you better be able to fix that immediately. And the only way to do that is by swapping out a snare drum with the backup that you have ready to go. So those are a couple of two really critical things you need. You know, cymbals break, but it's not as critical as if your bass drum or your snare drum breaks. If those break, the show's over. So you need to be prepared for that in case it does happen. So I would say that's where you would want to focus your attention first. Backups of other things like cymbals or 
that sort of thing. Other drum heads, tom heads, you can change in between sets. Doesn't matter if your your rack tom is broken for a couple songs. It's not gonna it's not gonna end the show. Well, I have one more suggestion. I do this for sound, but also like what you're talking about for uh, protection. I always use double ply heads. So I don't ever remember breaking one at a gig. They last longer. When you use a single ply, that's where you have more of a chance of a skin breaking. That's just me, you know. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, uh, I, I agree with that too, for sure. You know, you definitely want to have more uh, stronger drum heads and good quality drum heads and change your drum heads. You know, I mean, right. I've seen so many I drum know. kits that looks like yeah. the drum heads have been on the drum set for yeah. years. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like you got to change the drum heads. You don't have to change them every month, but. You can tell when the drum head is worn out. Yep, yep. And then a lot of these cats use a single ply head, and they got it. It's already even warping, and they still. <laughs> or like, have you ever been to a gig and you do a gig with another band, and you see the drummer sticks, and they look like I don't know what a gopher got a hold of it, and I'm like, <laughs> dude, you're 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 gonna play with those? They're like, yo, man, they're not broken. And I'm like, wow. I'm I'm like so much. I either use brand new sticks or sticks that I've barely used, man. Your your title when you would do the road gigs with the bands that you would do it, you, you I thought you told me you were the head roadie, right, or head drum tech or something. Um, I am. I, I work on the road with with different artists. Uh, when I when I work for uh, Babyface, Kenny Babyface Edmonds is a very famous r &D oh, yeah. we, artist we Middle know him man yeah. yeah younger people may not know him but right you're right super prolific r&b yeah. artist and uh songwriter for many oh, famous yeah. people sure. you know worked with uh michael jackson and whitney houston and Eric tony braxton and boys to men oh, yeah. um so when i work for kenny i am the uh drum tech on that gig and that's that's really my only uh primary um job working for him so i also work for the pop artist jason Mraz out on the road and jason is a little different situation he has he has a number of different bands that he uh that he'll take out you know so it's not always the same so sometimes it's just uh it's a, a when it's the full size band it'll be an entire band both it'll be jason it'll be drums bass uh keyboards another guitar and um uh four girls called the raining janes that have their own group that are super talented ladies that play all kinds of different instru instruments. Uh, so that might be a 10 piece band. Sometimes he has like a smaller, just five piece band. Sometimes it's just Jason and the girls, the reigning Janes. 
Um, so, so depending on the situation, uh, I'll have different roles. When it's the, the full size band, I'm, I'm usually, you know, I'm always the, the drum tech and the percussion tech because one of the girls um, from the Raining Janes plays percussion uh, and she has a full percussion setup. Uh, so I handle all that and then I might do bass guitar or keyboards as well. If I'm on tour with Jason and it's just Jason and the Raining Janes, I'm usually um, Jason's guitar tech. And then I also handle um, uh, Becky from the Raining Janes, her, her bass guitar situation and the percussion. So it really kind of depends on what gig it is, you know? So I have to be prepared to do any or, or all of that in order to, you know, be able to pull off the gig. I was saying, I know your tours are on hold and the whole music business industry is on hold because the obvious reason, the pandemic. Um, what is your personal feelings when things will start opening up or do you don't have any clue um, yourself? Um, well, I'm... I mean, first of all, it's been a terrible year for musicians and performers. Um, you know, it's it's cut so deep. You mean it's it's crazy. Most most people don't know. I mean, just think about Broadway being closed. Wow. Broadway. I mean, just take Broadway shows alone shut that down all the theaters all the actors all the all the people that work behind the scenes of the theater all the concessions all the vendors and then take that and multiply it across like every uh small club large club giant venue i mean it's it's unbelievable that that all these people have lost their livelihood, you know, for such a long time. So it's it's a really really bad thing, and that anybody that's not in the music industry, I I hope will think about how devastating and how deeply it's cut for for um, musicians and actors and performers and people in the entertainment business. Um, but given that, you know, we've got the vaccines are rolling out, seems to be, you know, like that's hopefully uh, the beginning of the solution. I'm cautiously hopeful that those will come through and not get canceled because you know some something new happens with the virus so in my mind i'm thinking that this summer that some prob you know light version of touring will be back on the table for me and and you know the artists that i work for etc and and other performers that's what I'm cautiously hopeful of. That would be that would be good timing, man. Yeah, um, this is uh, 
something nobody saw coming, and it sure has changed the world, period, you know? Yep, yep, for sure. Um, I'll just mention this a um, little bit of something about our band, Glass Spirits. Uh, we are a two-piece band with myself, Abe Perez, and Ibra is my nickname, and Joanna Glass, and her nickname is Pepe. So um, we are... Joanna plays a two-piece band, the keyboard, guitar, the electric violin, and the lead vocals. And then her guitar is been fixed, um, which she did. So when she hits chords, it sounds like a guitar and bass player playing. So needless to say, we sound a lot fuller than a two-piece band. And when she plays keyboards... She was trained classically on keyboards and violins, so she's all over that. And then I play, obviously, my drums, my spawn drums. Sometimes I don't know what set to take to a gig, but <laughs> I eventually find one. Um, that could be confusing in itself. And um, being Cuban, that I'm Cuban and born in Cuba, I've always been able to play percussion, so we incorporate that in a lot of parts and endings some songs it could be the whole thing i play the congas um when time permits bongos and the cajon and um that gives us a whole different vibe because i'm not always on the drums i'm back and forth and sometimes strictly on percussion on certain songs so when you put the whole thing together whether joanne's playing violin with me on the um percussion and that's it. That's real unique. And just, I think everything we do as a band is unique. We have a video that we just are going to be doing uh, live. And we are doing that, um, like four acoustic songs. And you'll see, you know, kind of like what we do acoustically also. And that's about it. You can find us. You can probably say everything, Joanne. You can yeah. find us on all over the social media. Yeah, I'll do it after Zoom and post Okay, so she'll just put that on there. Um, I don't know. Other than that, Brian and I never knew each other at this time, but I'm just going to say when I was in a band called Yankee Rose that was very big, we were among the biggest bands ever to play the, the whole Hollywood strip scene. Uh, us, Van Halen, Quiet Riot, Stormer. You know, a very few... Um, handful of bands like that dominated the scene and we would actually pack the starwood and the whiskey there'd be lines racked around the buildings and neither one of us none of these bands were signed we were just that big back then and brian actually knew of my band yankee rose but we didn't know each other and um i remember you guys playing at gazari's yeah that was a gig we did quite a bit we did the whole the whole Hollywood thing. We played at the, the Starwood was my favorite, Brian. And we played there a lot with Quiet Riot or Van Halen. And um, we would headline our own shows. There was bands. I don't know if you remember these bands. Autograph was one of the bands. Um, a band called Smile. Uh, a band called The Boys, which that's where George Lynch came from, The Boys. They were young. He was about 16. George Lynch from Dokken. 
um, that's where he came out of. So, yeah, there was quite a bit of bands. Great White was called Dante Fox that were around in that era. Of course, Motley Crue. They were a little bit after us, Motley Crue and, and Dante Fox. Um, matter of fact, when I spoke to Vince Neil, um, before he got big, when he was playing in studios over there in Glendora, whatever that big rehearsal studio was, you might know the name of it that everybody used to rehearse at. Um, I was in a band with John Nelson, the guitarist from Eddie Money. We had a thing going, and I spoke with Vince, and um, oh, I can't think of the name of that band he was in before Motley Crue, but he told me he was a big fan of Yankee Rose. He used to go see us play. So I wasn't even aware of how many cats and musicians used to know that band at that time. So, yeah, um, the music scene has sure changed with all this pay-to-play and all this crap that is, you know, just so many bands, you know, and it's all about how many tickets you could sell, not even about the quality of your band, but it is what it is. Things are changing. The whole thing's about social media. And my bandmate, Joanne, is on top of all that, working on all that. Uh, you know, in my day, it wasn't about that, but now it is, you know. Uh, it was all word of mouth and, right. you know, friends Flyers. telling friends. Flyers, word of mouth. And then, what, like I said, there wasn't that many bands that got really well known. So when you did, like us and Quiet Riot and Van Halen, we could literally pack a place and not, we weren't signed, you know, at that time. Um, but, you know, things have just changed with so many bands and so much going on uh, that changed in music. It's all about how many tickets you can sell. And any band could play that could sell tickets and make them money, you know. So you have anything to add to that, Joanne? No, um, I think this is pretty good. And, you know, oh, uh, oh. Just want to say, uh, Brian, we know that you are so busy. Look at you <laughs> working and trying to multitask. Thank you so much for, for taking your precious time um, to, to speak with us and Abe mostly. So, yeah, and just being part of this. <laughs> My pleasure, you know. Ha happy to do it. It's always, uh, it's always awesome working with Abe. He always has great ideas and... You know, really, you know, having good customers with great ideas makes me look good, you know? I mean, a lot of these crazy cool things that you see have been from, you know, Abe and, and other creative people like Abe that have an idea, they have a vision, and they just need me to help get it to fruition so it's it's not me doing it all it's not Abe or or the other party doing it all it's it's working together to to create something unique and different and perfect for that person you know instead of hey can I make a thousand of these really fast and try to make a lot of money off of it like production style you know it's not it's not interesting to me. Yeah, well, that's what makes Bond Drums, brother, and also the sound. Like I said, the sound is number one. I mean, you could have the best-looking drums, custom drums in the world, but if they don't sound good or sound great, it, you know, to me, 
it wouldn't matter. But they they have the sound, superior sound, first of all, beyond spawn drums and Simtech cymbals. So it starts there. You know, and you and I have become friends. We've known each other. I've shared personal things in my life with you. You've been there as a friend for me. So it's been, I don't know what you're like with other artists, but with you and I, it's been, you know, when I didn't know you that well, that was different. But then when I got to know you with time, you've become more of a friend, not just a business associate, you know, that I buy drums and do work with. Um, you've called me on some personal matters, checked up on me, and have been there as a friend for me. So I want to thank you. I want to really thank you. Absolutely, man. And, you know, we, we've, it's been a great uh, working relationship and friendship. So many more years to come. Success right to you and Joanna uh, and, and to me as well. And a, a big hopeful wish that our industry gets back on its feet and we get back to performing and touring and, and making music and all the things that, that lighten the, you know, everybody's heart in the world. Right. Yeah. Music special, man. It's something that everybody needs in their life. And I know people miss it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, um, that's that's a great way to end, and I want to thank you again for taking your time to do this with us, and, um, you know, we'll be in touch, and thanks for all the great drums. I got to make it. I got to let the world see all these great drums you've made for me. <laughs> if not, we're just going to have to take your uh, various sets out on a tour of its own. We'll have to load okay. up the semi and... Go around the world. We'll do the Spawn Drum Tour. Sounds good to me. Okay, brother. Bye. Have a great day. And, you know. Bye, Joanna. Bye, Brian. Okay. SpawnDrums.com. SimTech.com. Go see them. Right on. Best drums in the world. Best cymbals in the world. All right. Okay, man. Bye, Brian. Bye. See you later. Okay. This went really well. Welcome to our surprise segment. Now it's time for a visit from Madam Pepe. Welcome to Tarot Time. Uh, you can call to me, Madam Pepe, and I am in this place to show you good fortunes of our guests. Uh, what I do, I summon the information combined with cards so that you and our guests can receive learnings. Okay, let's go. Now I'm going to shuffle. Uh, we have here some intuitions for Brian Spawn. Okay, what can we get for Brian Spawn? All right, what is this? Oh, Eight of Pentacles. Perfect. Okay, so, well, what does that mean? Uh, what am I looking at here? Okay, we have here Eight of Pentacles, Eight Coins, and it's about money and fortune. And um, here we have a man hunched over on a workbench with a hammer and chisel. This is about his business and working really hard. So uh, I very much like this card uh, because it looks just like Brian. See, it's, it's just like Brian. And... Um, 
so very little people have much talent for making drums like Brian. So, uh, Brian, if you're listening, I want to make a suggestion for you to keep doing this, to keep working on your drums, and prosperity will come to you, okay? <laughs> Okay, that's it. Uh, I enjoy to bring good news to you and fortunes. Um, thank you very much for visiting Madame Pepe. Okay, no more. That's it. See you soon. Bye now. Spondrums.com Now it's time for our after show. This is where uh, Ibra and I both chat about the recent episode or mention any anecdotes that could relate to the topics that our recent guests have discussed. However, um, in this after show, um, the passing of Abe's wife, Suzanne, comes up. Again, as mentioned earlier, it wasn't planned, but uh, we decided to just leave it in there. All right. Well, um, so this is the Pepe and Ibra. I guess this is like an after show. This might be a bonus episode or bonus material for our Patreon Um so we'll figure out depending on where the conversation goes we just want to have that freedom we don't have any scripts or prompts to follow um we just finished recording our um session of the podcast with our guest brian spawn of spawn drums and um yeah abe was the main host for that and how did you uh, how did you feel about that well i thought it went even better than i thought uh, Brian was very informative about his companies, Spawn Drums and Simtech Symbols, and he spoke a lot about the drums themselves, about the symbols, how they're made, and gave us a lot of insight about other things that he does with his life. Yeah, it was awesome. You know, um, that's really gracious of Brian to do that, and... Um, you know, maybe some of our fans are wondering <laughs> why we're doing this whole podcasting thing. And actually, we started off um, starting it last year before the pandemic in January. Um, there's, you know, we've posted some pictures on our social media and um, we were filming it at this off nice office location before we had this uh, nice studio set up. And um, the pandemic happened and we just kind of completely changed course and priorities on how we were going to do things because part of being in a in a rock band, um, especially, you know, one a band that uh, performs live is playing shows. And so um, it's like having a rug pulled out from underneath you. And so we just had to find other ways to promote ourselves um be creative uh rearrange our songs do we just did the other night um some live recordings um and and tape them we're going to be doing some live performances exclusive performances with uh certain um companies like usc so um, yeah, and, and that's that's what we're doing too. So, uh, Abe, do you have any else, any um, anything you'd like to mention about that? Well, the other person we did a podcast with Fred Beetle, mm -hmm. owner of Beetle Bags, and that also v went very well. Um, he had a lot to say about not just the Beetle Bags, but 
things that he's done in music. And um, so far, both podcasts have been very good, um, very interesting, and I look forward to seeing them when they come out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. Um, we have some other good guests, too. Emmett Preciado, uh, the actor, the trans actor for our Mexican Baby music video. Um, I filmed a session with him, and he was so great and so open and so generous with his time. Um, who else do we have coming up? Laura Valle of uh, Laura Valle Vocal Studios. She's also um, a very good uh, singer-songwriter composer herself. Um, and we have more guests coming up soon. I, I, I don't have my list with me. Um, I am hesitant to say kind of like the order of things. Um, yeah, we, we d despite, you know, the world's tragedies and stuff, uh, I think we're pretty good at um, kind of being flexible and changing course and doing whatever we have to do for our band, you know. Um, Abe, how are, how are you feeling? What's what's going on? About what now? I don't know about anything. We're just chatting. This is the the, the casual post show. Well, you know, um, <laughs> I don't know what I could say. I mean, say whatever you want, dude. This um, is our thing. This is all gone well so far, you know. Um, so hopefully people will enjoy it. That's all I could say, these podcasts. And then the live thing, I haven't seen it yet, but hopefully that'll be good too. Mm -hmm. It's acoustic, which we're not really just an acoustic band, but we filmed this particular thing acoustically only, mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, is a different side of us. It's more raw. And, you know, acoustic is acoustic. When we normally play, we play electric and acoustic. We mix it up. But for this, it is strictly an acoustic. Um, I think we did four songs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I just look forward <coughs> for everything to come out and to be out in the social media and hope hopefully people will like it and dig it and comment on it and that's why we're doing it you know yeah and um uh i definitely emphasize being safe while doing this so if those of you who know that we filmed this in february and it's coming out in march um just fyi um you know i i doubt we're gonna like be attacked online for anything like this but just fyi abe got his vaccine shot and i got my um uh, covid vaccine shot as well uh because i work in healthcare. so um and then uh, abe got his because you know um he's uh, a caregiver for his dad is it okay that i mentioned that yeah okay <laughs> so um so we're we're safe um even you know like while we first got our shots we were both social distancing i was wearing a mask and we we're sanitizing everything so um you know what's happening out there in the world with covid it's it's real for anyone listening um it it really affects people's lives so um please be considerate of um, your actions as they really do um, can eventually affect your loved ones and um, 
Yeah. Ooh, I just got like a little chill here. Like it was <laughs> like like it was the right thing to do to to say. But um yeah. Um I'll just mention something. We can cut it off. Like if I don't want <laughs> I don't like you being mad at me, but um our friends, our close friends and our our fans know about um well they'll probably wonder when they go to the shows, they'll probably go you know, where's Sue? She was at our shows. You know, when they listen to this podcast and see us perform again, they will wonder. So I think it is worth addressing. Um, do, do you want to say it or should I? Well, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really sad to say that Abe's beloved wife of 37 years, uh, Sue, has passed away Um at the end of January, um, she was a wonderful person, kind person, and a big supporter of our band. And I have gotten to know her these past six, almost seven years. Um, so yeah, it's uh, you know we we didn't really want to talk about it. We talked about not talking about it, but I just figured our fans who have been going to our shows and she was always at our shows and they might ask where she is. So I think, you know, we should say something at least once. Yeah, that's okay. Um, it's something that obviously I'm struggling with. It happened January 24th. So it hasn't been that long. And, uh, the 14th, um, Valentine's Day would have been our anniversary of 37 years. The crazy thing is, is we just got married um, in November, and I just received the marriage certificate, and she has already passed away. So you just never know. You know, you never know when it's somebody's time to go and go wherever we go. And it was her time. And I don't really want to talk about details, but it was very unexpected and it's been really hard for me and my son, Zach, and my daughter, Dominique, that Dominique already lost her first mom. That was my first wife. This is the second wife that I lose. And Sue was one of the only mother figures my daughter, Dominique, had. And now she lost her, and the other one was my mom, who helped me raise Dominique, and she also passed away, my mom, Bertha Perez. So it's been hard. Everything's been hard, and I don't know why these things happen. I know we all have to pass away, but I lost my first wife when she was 24, and Sue was going to be uh, this month february 27th was going to turn 61 and like i said we've known each other for 37 years and i feel like a part of me is gone you know we work together we live together we were always together and all i can say is you don't know how much you miss and love somebody until they're gone then you really feel it and i just thank God for the times that we had all the good times and for him lending her to me for 37 years and now 
hopefully she's with him and all the good things in heaven and she's doing better. She was not doing well physically here. Uh, I won't get into that, but she was not a very healthy person. And I just hope that she's doing better and she's doing good where she's at. And she's with her mom, Marty, her dad, Dick, and my mom, Bertha. And with anybody else there that are friends and family that are with her and comfort, comfort, comforting her. And of course, with God and all the things that, that are there with God and angels and anything good is surrounding her. And hopefully I'll see her again and we'll all see each other again. This is a temporary life. And I got to be strong and move on uh, best I can. You know, it hurts. I hurt a lot. I was telling Joanne, I hurt every day. I cry every day. And um, it's, still, it's still hard for me to believe, but it's true. It's real. So that's about it. You know, I said about as much as I could say about it for now. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, <sighs> yeah, um, you know, by the way, her birthday's coming up, so I hope there's some, you know, you'll you'll find something nice to do. Gosh, that was such a dorky thing to say, but yeah. Well, I want my immediate family that lives here, my sister, my brother-in-law, their daughter. My dad's here, but he has full-blown dementia, so he doesn't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then my son, Zach, will be coming down. He lives in Pasadena. My daughter lives here, Dominique. We'll be getting then. You're invited. You're like family. We'll be getting together and having a dinner and just remembering her and celebrating her birthday. Uh, Even though she's not physically here, hopefully she's here in spirit. And we want her to know we didn't forget about her and we're not going to forget about her and we'll always love her. So, yeah, we're getting together on the 27th for that. All right. Um... Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. How to follow that up. Um, yeah. You know, at first I didn't want to do these podcasts. <laughs> and then Joanne and my son Zach and my daughter Dominique said, I didn't even want to play either. At times it was hard. Joanne knows when I was playing I was getting things in my mind about what happened and seeing Sue's face in my mind and it was distracting me but overall I think I'm better off doing this and sitting around and just feeling bad and crying and feeling bad all day so I'm trying to get involved in things that I love and this is a whole new world for me anyway because I didn't grow up with podcasts and social media and stuff but I guess it's a part of this new world and music so i gotta just get with it because it is here and you either get with it or you miss out on things that you should be doing as a band Mm -hmm. so that's why i'm doing this yeah and thank you for you know doing it you know just (laughs) well i mean well i'm doing it for me and Mm -hmm. i'm doing it for our band yeah Doing it for those two reasons. 
Yeah. And I'm trying to do something positive, like I said, instead of just sitting around and feeling bad all day, because I don't think that's good for me or good for Sue to see me like that. I think the better I can be accepting it, the better she can be accepting it. Hopefully she's already accepted it wherever she's at and moving on and hopefully she could be with me and our son and her sisters, Laura and Jean and Barbara and help them and her brother Richie deal with all this because it's hard for them also, you know. So hopefully she's um, a different person uh, as far as the spirit and has a lot more light in that than we do and can deal with it a lot better. Because mm -hmm. I wouldn't want her to suffer either, like we are. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> so yeah, I don't know what else we could say either. You know? Oh yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't want to interrupt it's or okay. anything and okay, you know, you just. Know, um, anything you got to say, I'm pretty much tapped on anything else I could say, <laughs> you know. Yeah, um yeah, it's 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 been a trip, you know. Um just uh doing I'll just say one other thing about her just to honor her in a way. She loves music. She loved music. She loved our band. She, she loved, loved our band. Our and um I just have fond memories. Well, she went to all the gigs, everything. Um uh maybe one acoustic thing where she was working like during the day. But other than that, she was always there. And um, I just have fond memories looking out into the audience, seeing her sing along to the songs. Even my own mom doesn't know the words of, she you know, knew the words yeah, she knew the words to our songs and, you know, and she just kind of like dance and sing along. And it, it was so wonderful. And at the end of, something unspoken it goes dun 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 ha I, that's you know how i'd sing it and and she'd always sing along she'd always chime in with a ha and it was so sad when we were rehearsing it and recording it that um that when we play that song live we won't see her doing that um but you know what um as um as sad as that is, you know, um we gotta I, I know, you know, we, we gotta do this band thing for ourselves, but also it's like, you know, let's try our best and we've we've gone this far and developed as a band this far. Let's try our best and you know, she would have wanted us to make it. Um and so let you know, let's just do our best and um yeah, I agree. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, she... Yeah. 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 Yeah, she wouldn't have wanted me or the band to stop because of this. She knows I love music. She would have wanted me to move on and continue. As hard as it is, because it's hard. I'm trying to keep it together because I don't want to start crying on camera. <laughs> <laughs> I cried before we even went on. Oh, yeah. It's, um, 
<sighs> you know. But to anyone yeah. that's going through something like this, mm. I feel for you. And this is probably the worst part of life is losing someone you love. Mother, father, a child, a brother, a sister, a spouse. It's devastating. And it's just something that you carry this pain with you all the time. And you don't want to tell people, only close people. I told Joanne, I hurt all the time. I have this hurt. When I wake up in the middle of the night, I got to go to the restroom. I'm like, I get up, I got the pain. I'm like, oh, man, I wish it was just a dream, but it's real. I'm having weird dreams. You know, the whole thing is messed up, but it's a part of life, and... It's like this for everybody, some more than others, but we're all going to lose someone we love. And I feel for everyone out there that has dealt with it and is dealing with it, um, it's not easy. But hang in there and have your friends give you strength and God give you strength and all the spiritual things you believe in give you strength because we can't do it alone. <laughs> First time this happened to me, my first wife, I fell apart. I started drinking, and I was a mess. A mess, I mean a mess. This time I told myself, I'm not going to start drinking. I'm not going to fall apart. I'm going to hurt. I'm going to cry. I'm going to feel bad a lot for I don't know how long. But I'm going to try and keep it together for my kids, for my 93-year-old dad that I take care of with my sister. Um, who has full-blown dementia. So if God would have wanted me, he would have taken me too. And he didn't. So um, it's not my time yet. So I'm going to do the best I can being strong and moving forward positively. Okay, yeah, that's fine. I can just stop it here. Um, all right, everyone. Um, oh. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Speaking of my dad, he's alone, and I need to go in the room and check on him because he does a lot of weird, bad things, and I have to make sure he's okay. <laughs> and he breaks our toilets all the time, putting stuff in them. <laughs> okay, thank you all, and I hope somebody gets something out of this. This is a very touchy subject. But for anybody, like I said, that's going through this, God bless you, and I wish you all the strength and, and happiness that you can muster up because it's really tough. Okay, thank you. Bye. All right, great way to end it. All right, everyone, that's a wrap. Thanks so much for tuning in, and um, I guess uh, uh, see you in our next episode. Bye. If you or a loved one is struggling with grief and are in Los Angeles County, you can call the Los Angeles County Department of Mental Health helpline at 800-854-7771. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. All hotlines are 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. 
Well, uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to listen and choosing our podcast. Uh, it really means a lot. Um, if you enjoy this, again, subscribe to it on YouTube. Give it five stars and leave a good review on Apple Podcasts. Support us on Patreon and connect with us on um, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Now, for those of you who are also following our band, Glass Spirits, check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash glass spirits. On our next episode, we're going to have trans actor and activist Emmett Preciado. It's a great episode, so definitely check it out. Please rate and review our podcast because if you want to keep this podcast going or support our band, Glass Spirits, please join our Patreon for just $5, $3, or even $1 a month. You can help keep us afloat. Um, our band name is Glass Spirits. It's one word spelled G-L-A-S-S-P-I-R-I-T-S. Um, you can find most of our uh, social media platforms under Glass Spirits. The music you hear on this episode is our podcast theme song. It's an original song by our band Glass Spirits called Something Unspoken. You can download Something Unspoken from all major retailers or stream it on Spotify. Now, I'll leave you to enjoy the rest of our song, Something Unspoken. And thanks again for tuning in and see you next time on Pepe and Ibra.